It's Friday and welcome in to Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, he's Maurice Patton, and we are excited to be here because it is Friday and that means high school football on the horizon, college football coming up soon, Titans football just around the corner. It's a good, it's a good weekend. High school football is up. College football is on deck. Pro football is in the hole. That's exactly right. There we go. And, and and that's a perfect analogy for today because we are splitting the show with baseball and football. Mm-hmm. And talk a lot about uh, – it's still baseball season here. I don't know if you guys are aware, but it is. <laughs> and so we're going to keep – Hashtag not just football. Not just football here. And we've got a phenomenal show full of guests lined up for you so please please stick around in just a moment we're going to have uh, or we're scheduled to have ryan weathers former loretto baseball star and current jacksonville jumbo shrimp starting pitcher in the miami marlins organization he'll join us at 225 to talk about his upcoming start in basically a hometown start so looking forward to talking to him. We've also got Nashville Sounds General Manager Adam English. He's going to kind of tell us a little bit about how everything is, is, is going on this last home sand. Of course, got a big offseason coming up. What, what do the Sounds do in the offseason? We're going we're, we're gonna to find out about that, what they've got coming up. And also, of course, uh, getting ready for next year. I mean, it's, it's a 365-day-a-year job, and Adam will talk a little bit about that. We'll also get, of course, the Titans update at the top of the hour with Terry McCormick, all of that, and and more coming your way here on the show. But, Mo, what, 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 I know you said yesterday you, you've got some, you got some sporting plans of your own this weekend, well, not just watching football. I, I had some sporting plans of my own. Now you don't? Now I don't. Yeah, um, I'm umpiring tomorrow evening, so that's going to kind of cut into those other plans, unfortunately. But it's okay. It's always good to have a side hustle, as you well know. It, it is, and, and that's what I'll be doing tomorrow night as well. But luckily, everybody that I care about plays early, so... <laughs> not not super worried. Uh, well, you know, um, it's homecoming at MTSU as they have the renowned 
Colorado State Rams coming into town, as we've talked about earlier this week. Uh, six o'clock start for that one. You may try to watch that. Not going to go. Um, what, Tennessee and UTSA, Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Um, I'm sure we'll get to more of those here in just a second on the rundown. But, yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting television watching weekend, I think. I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be a lot of fun on Sunday as well. Of course, I actually won't be watching the Titans because I will be at First Horizon Park for the, se- the season finale. So looking forward to, to spending some time at First Horizon one more time for before the end of the year, and it, and it will be a lot of fun looking forward to that. Right now, we need to get you yesterday's results and today's schedule, and we'll do that on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters. Proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. Volleyball action yesterday. All of these games I'm about to tell you are three to nothing final scores. Cheatham County defeated Montgomery Central, Columbia Central, a winner over Coffee County, Stewart's Creek falls to Cookville, while Gallatin defeats Green Hill, Harpeth over Fairview, Lawrence County downs Shelbyville, Hampshire falls to Lewis County, Moore County on the losing end to Eagleville, and Oakland over Riverdale. Middle Tennessee Christian was a 3-2 winner over Providence Christian. Spring Hill got Franklin County 3-1. It was a 3-1 winners over Lancaster. In girls' soccer action, it was Battleground Academy 2, Grace Christian of Franklin 1. Independence with a 3-0 win over Centennial. Dixon County blank Clarkston Northeast 4-0. Columbia Central 4, Coffee County 2. Columbia Academy with a 3-2 win over Lawrence County. Harpeth Hall defeated Christ Presbyterian Academy 1-0. It was Innsworth 8, St. Cecilia nothing. Donaldson Christian 9, Ezel Harding nothing. Franklin with a 6-1 win over Summit. Davidson Academy defeated Friendship Christian 3-0. It was Tullahoma down in Giles County 6-0. Harpeth with a 6-1, I'm sorry, with a 4-1 win over Greenbrier. Hunters Lane doubled up Glencliff 2-1. Lawson 4, Fairview 2. It was Valor Collegiate 7, Overton nothing. Martin Luther King with a 5-2 win over Lead Academy. Lebanon edged Laverne 1 to nothing, and it was Rossview 4, Liberty Creek 2. Livingston down Hume Fog 1 nothing. Cullioca blank Loretto 9-0. It was Macon County 8, Springfield 3, Merrill High 10 nothing winner over Antioch. Clarksville Academy Montgomery Central played to a 1-1 draw, while Mount Juliet eggs Wilson Central 1-0. Brentwood was a 5-1 winner over Nolansville. Blackman falls to Oakland 5-0. Page, a 2-1 winner over Ravenwood, while Father Ryan and Pope Prep played to a 2-2 draw. Pope Prep played to a 2-2. God, that was was tough. Providence Christian, (laughs) 9. Middle Tennessee Christian, nothing. Siegel and Rockville, 2-2 as well. Smyrna, 6-1 over Webb School. Warren County falls to Spring Hill, 2-1. Station Camp, a 9-0 winner over Portland. Independence Academy shuts out STEM Academy, 5-0. And Stewart's Creek was an 8-1 winner over Riverdale. Franklin Road Academy, 5. University School of Nashville, nothing. Watertown, 5. White County, 1. West Creek, a 7-1 winner over Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And Gallatin blanks White House, 2-0. In Major League Baseball action on Thursday night, Pittsburgh defeated the Chicago Cubs 8-6. It was Milwaukee 6, St. Louis nothing. 
and the Braves snapped out of a bit of a funk with a 10-3 win over the Nats, sort of like we knew so, they would. Someone the other day said that there there are no more funks or or or, or depressions or whatever because they heard someone refer to it as a funky doodle do. So no more. It, it's all now we're in a funky doodle do. Okay, all right. So well, now they're out of the funky doodle. They are out of the funky doodle do. We. Hope. I was like, I'm sorry. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, yes. Um, at First Horizon Park, the host sounds fell to Jacksonville seven nothing. In college football action on Thursday night, Georgia State with a 30-17 to win over Coastal Carolina in fun belt action. Continuing and a trend. The away team has won every game in that matchup. Every time. So There you go. Didn't see that one coming. But yeah. Um, also, Alabama A&M with a 31-24 win over Arkansas Pine Bluffs. Something like pretty bogey. And in the league... San Francisco 30, the Giants of New York 12. 12. 12. Not 11. <laughs> 12. Close. High school football action tonight at 7 p.m. Brentwood Academy is at Baylor. Battleground Academy hosts Hunters. Lane Siegel goes to Blackwood. And Father Ryan is at Briarcrest over in the Memphis area. Nolansville is at Centennial. Clarksville hosts Dixon County. Clarksville Northeast. Man, everybody in Clarksville is at home tonight. Uh, Clarksville Northeast is, at, is home with Henry County. West Creek goes to Clarksville Northwest. Uh, Coffee County hosts Riverdale. Clarksville Academy goes to Collinwood. Columbia Academy is at home against Ezell Harding. Good Pasture goes to Christ Presbyterian. Pope Preps at Davidson Academy. East Robertson hosting Smith County. Memphis University School is at Innsworth, and Creekwood goes to Fairview. Franklin Road Academy hosts East Nashville, while Giles County plays at home against Lincoln County. Page goes to Glencliff. Nashville Christian is at Grace Franklin. Greenbrier hosts White House, and Green Hill is home against Gallatin. Also, Beach is at Hendersonville. Hickman County hosts Loretto. Lawson travels to Hillsborough. Huntland hosts Richland. Ravenwood comes to Independence in a battle of 6-6-A unbeatens. Cheatham County goes to Joe Burns. Brentwood is at Overton. Rossview goes to Kirkwood. Cane Ridge is at Laverne. Lebanon hosts in Watertown. First time that series has been played since 1964. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Mount Pleasant travels to Lewis County. Pre-game at Junkyard Dog. <laughs> uh, Westmoreland at Liberty Creek. Maplewood hosts in Haywood. Um, Montgomery Bell Academy goes to Macaulay. Smyrna is at McGavock. Friendship Christian is at Middle Tennessee Christian. Donaldson Christian is at Mount Juliet Christian. Portland hosting Springfield. Stratford goes to Republic. Oakland travels to Rockvale. Spring Hill is hosting Lawrence County and Chris Yow, not necessarily in that order. Pearl Cone goes to Station Camp. Antioch is at Stewart's Creek. Summertown hosting Harpeth. Franklin travels to Summit. White House Heritage is at Sycamore. Providence Christian making the long drive to the King's Academy up in Knoxville. Mm. Columbia Central is at Tullahoma. Eagleville goes to Wayne County. White's Creek on its new turf hosting Montgomery Central. Mount Juliet is at Wilson Central. And in eight-man TSIAA play, Chattanooga Grace is at Zion Christian. Again, all of those games are scheduled for 7 o'clock kickoffs local time. Volleyball tonight. They don't have football teams, so make your way out. 
if you are a fan of the Wildcats or the Hawks. Santa Fe will be at Hampshire at 5 o'clock. And after that match, you could probably make a football oh, yeah. game if you want. If you were so inclined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Girls soccer action. Baylor hosting Brentwood Academy. Again, 4 p.m. local time there. And Antioch is at Smyrna at 7 p.m. tonight. Major League Baseball series this weekend. The Braves are at the Nationals. The Cubs host the Rockies. The Marlins are at home against the Brewers. The Reds host the Pirates. The Royals are at the Astros. St. Louis is at San Diego, which is very odd, by the way. I mean, West Coast swings this late in the season seem seem weird, but okay. Well, the West Coast team's got to play somebody, I guess. Well, you'd think know. they'd play each other, but no, <laughs> apparently not. Uh, minor League Baseball to this weekend. Again, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp continued their series at First Rise of Park against the Nashville Saints. In college football games of interest tonight, 6 o'clock kickoff on FS1. It's a Big Ten tilt between Wisconsin and host Purdue. Uh, North Carolina State is at Virginia at 6.30 on ESPN. Hmm? Boise State at 9.30 on CBS Sports Network. Yep, they, and, and what is this, a split squad scrimmage? Or it's what? a surprise. Oh, okay. Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, Who knows Boise State play? We, we, we had really a clerical error here. Which uh, does occur on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially on Fridays, yeah, no that, that's when the that's when they really get you. <laughs> no, uh, Boise is playing. I just don't know. I could not tell you off the top of my head. Boise is playing at San Diego State. Oh, okay, that's a good game. That is a good game. Yeah, now that we know who they're playing, again, nine thirty on CBS Sports Network at nine thirty on FS1. Back half of a doubleheader as Air Force goes to San Jose State. And both of those late games you could probably watch when you get home from a high school. Uh, you could see some part of it, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Most of it probably. I and mean, by the time you get home from it, unless you're, you know, traveling. Yeah, and, and, unless you're going to watch the replay of the Braves and Nats. Like you are? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Breakfast with the Commodores, 11 o'clock on SEC Network as Kentucky comes to town. 3 o'clock on SEC Network, it's Texas San Antonio at Tennessee. Eastern Michigan traveling to Jacksonville, Alabama, taking on... The Gamecocks, that's a 4 o'clock kick on ESPN+. Plus. 6 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus. it's Colorado State coming in for homecoming against MTSU. And also at 6 on ESPN+, Plus. Austin P goes to Stephen F. Austin. The Battle of Austin. There we go. It, I, I hate that they're not playing that game at 316. Because that would just be phenomenal. <laughs> I wish they would have kicked that game at 316. It would have been the greatest Austin thing ever. Austin 316, <laughs> yes. Um, Sunday, noon, CBS, Titans, Browns, be there. Uh, WNBA action this weekend. Um, semifinal play begins Sunday with game one of the Sun at the Liberty. That's a noon tip on ESPN, followed by... Dallas at Vegas at four on ESPN two. That's your rundown. It's brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly over in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, where I spent a great amount of time today. 
as a matter of fact, not at Piggly Wiggly, but at Neely's Mill. <laughs> Sent Charlie to Milltown this morning to play on the to play at the Big Brown, as she calls it, the playground, and <laughs> and ate a little bit at La Fuente. But Piggly Wiggly also has great lunch specials. Your meat and vegetables you can get there. Hand Piggly Wiggly probably does appreciate you nah, mentioning La Fuente during their spot. Nah, they'll be fine because again, you can't eat at Piggly Wiggly every day unless you really wanted to. Because honestly, you probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Great hand-cut meats as well. If you want to go grab some hand-cut steaks, they've got that. And fresh produce. It's all cost plus 10% at the register. Mo, I, there are we, – we mentioned this earlier mm -hmm. this week. The, the XFL and USFL are as close as you can possibly be to now merging. Just some – really, they've got – because the USFL had a players union with the uh, – the steel workers maybe and union they were unionized in the usfl not in the xfl and of course they've got you know labor laws that they've got to figure out as far as you know if they're based in houston and they fly out you know they they use texas labor laws if they're if everybody's based in their hometown, they have 47 different states that they got to deal with mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they got to figure out those things. But everything is pretty well uh, cut and dry and ready to go. Uh, per Sportico, uh, Jeffrey Pollock and Basil DeVito Jr. are joining pres uh, USFL President Brian Woods uh, to create a prep Super League. So not only do we have the XFL and USFL coming together, but now we've got former XFL execs and former USFL execs coming together to create what they're calling a prep super league, which is a four and five star rated prospects, college playing rules and games streamed in real time season set to run between April 19th and May 24th with teams in Atlanta, Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, New Jersey, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Miami, Phoenix, San Diego, San Francisco, and Tampa. Now, how many times have we seen somebody try to upend the collegiate model? Too many? Too many. Now with NIL, it's going to make it more even more difficult. But hey, for those players who ask for five thousand dollars and get ruled ineligible, at least they, they got they somewhere, got somewhere to, go. to go. There you go. Yeah. It, I, it just it's so funny to me because finally spring football has made a really good decision, and then somebody else has got to come in and try to screw stuff up. Where are you going to get enough? prep players to populate this league. You're not. So does this ever get off the ground? Let's I mean let's 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 think about this. If it runs between if it runs, you know, spring training, right? I don't think it matters when it runs. Well if it's only for basically a spring training before you go to school in the fall, 
Because, you know, risking injury, mm-hmm. be damned. But I, I'm just not sure what sense it makes. Doesn't. Because obviously you can't, you couldn't have high school players who still have high school eligibility left play in this thing. It's a national high school football league, according to Brian Woods, that in itself, for all participants, brings a level of visibility that a player participating in a school-sponsored program and playing more or less a localized schedule doesn't benefit from. So basically they're saying, I'm playing this league and not your local high school because it's going to benefit you more with exposure, you're going to play higher level talent. This is, for all intents and purposes, travel football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think this goes anywhere. If they play it down, it will be one more than I feel like they're ever going to play. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. None, no, no. Um, now, it's funny because as I read this story, Mitt Winter, our friend and NIL attorney, hmm? said that uh, essentially this would not affect a player's eligibility to get paid because they would be paid on their name, image, and likeness, and it would not go against state association rules because there's their their rules say you can get paid so if you are a four and five star athlete and you want to get paid at 17 18 years old do you do it i just don't if if you are a four or five star recruit and you are committed you're assigned with somebody this is for the spring after your year of high school football right i, I think that's what it's saying but most of those kids, if they're going to play anywhere, they're probably going to go on and graduate and go to their college of choice. Okay, but let's think. Let's think about this as, as sophomores and juniors in high school. You've got four or five star prospects who, instead of playing at Columbia Central, Ravenwood, Independence, decide that they want to go play. They they, they sign a deal with this league. They get paid to play. They they get sent to Atlanta for their team, and they play in this this perfect in this football league, and they only have to do it for a certain amount of time. So they don't play high school football during the fall. They would only play during the spring. They get paid to do it. It's you can. It's basically all your classes are just about over from April to May. Hmm. The more I think about it, the more it doesn't – it's not a terrible idea. If you can maintain your your college eligibility, mm-hmm. and, and, and obviously that would be, you know, the biggest sticking point, but it kind of makes sense. Mm. I don't know. It's – it'll bear watching. Travel football for high schoolers. There we go. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Ryan Weathers is going to join us here, and we'll talk a little bit about his uh, big start tomorrow at Nashville's First Horizon Park and his new team, how he's enjoying 
life in Florida. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joints back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao. Mo Patton here, live from the Lee Company studio in Columbia. Glad to have you guys with us, and we are glad to have our next guest, Mo. Yeah, we are. Um, former Loretto, you said former Loretto baseball standout, but yeah. I saw him knock down six threes 
his <laughs> sophomore year against Spring Hill. So he could he could shoot that rock a little bit too. But um, former Loretto, having said that, former Loretto baseball standout, 2018 Gatorade National Baseball Player of the Year, Ryan Weathers joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Ryan, good afternoon. Hey, good to see y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, thank you for coming on with us, man. Um, it's a little well, little late, I guess, but welcome to Jacksonville. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little different heat down in Jacksonville, but uh, we know we're making do. Um, obviously, your dad played for a lot of teams over his major league career. What's it like getting traded the first time? Um. <clears throat> kind of like a little shell shocked, you know, just, you know, I was with the Padres for, got drafted in 2018, you know, I've been there for almost six years, uh, Padres kind of the only thing I knew, so uh, definitely the first time, it's just kind of like the, I guess the fear of the unknown a little bit, um, you're nervous, excited, um, yeah, but so far the transition's been awesome, uh, you know, love the Marlins organization. The fact that somebody wants you, I would think, is is the big plus side to that situation. Somebody traded for you. Um, getting into the Marlins organization, I would guess, to some degree, a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, for sure. Um, even though being in AAA, just getting to pitch in the International League, as opposed to the Pacific Coast League, has been um, probably the biggest adjustment. Um, actually pitching where everything's normal. Um, but yeah, just kind of learning the organization, uh, getting a feel for, you know, what they want as, you know, as far as the pitching goes. Um, yeah, they've already held my change up a lot. I think, you know, I just had a usage flip with the change up as opposed to the breaking ball and uh, the numbers have been kind of spoke for themselves. Um, yeah, just exciting. Now, just, it's nice being excited every time I get the pitch and like be confident in what I'm doing. Um. Obviously, the Jumbo Shrimp are in town. You're going to start tomorrow night at First Horizon Park against um, the Sounds. I guess this is probably the closest you've played to home as a professional. Is that? Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. Um, and so with that said, what's that ticket list looking like for tomorrow night? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know yet. Um, you know, I got a ton of family and friends coming, um, all my buddies. So I guess we'll see whenever the game rolls around. Um, I walk out for the game. I can, I'll be able to tell them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like I said, last one out of town, turn out the lights. I, I got a feeling that, that all of Loretto will be uh, making their way to First Horizon Park, and, and I'm sure that it's going to be a lot of fun for you at least to get get a chance to pitch in front of the home hometown folks again. And, you know, that being said, this, this isn't obviously where – from a guy who made his professional debut in the Major League Baseball playoffs, you, you don't love the Triple A experience as much as being in the show. Who does? But that being said, it does have its advantages for a, a guy as young as you to, again, like you said, kind of work out the kinks in your game. How how have you kind of adjusted to making you know, making those adjustments in AAA versus having the pressure of doing it at the major league level. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can remember, you know, debuting, uh, really was a two-pitch pitcher, didn't really have a changeup. Um, 
you know, the, the COVID year kind of, you know, hurt me more than it helped me. It was awesome getting the debut, but I really needed that year of development and, you know, just figuring out kind of how I was a pitcher. Um, yeah, and then 21, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, learning how to pitch and you're facing, you know, the Dodgers and facing Mookie Betts and Freddie and, Freddie and all those. Like, hey, once you throw your changeup more, it's like I don't, I don't have a changeup. This is tough throwing. Um, yeah. Then last year, you know, kind of had a you know tough year. Um, that I think that mentally helped me more than physically. Um, you know, PCL is tough mentally. It's tough to get through that. Um, your stuff's just not moving the same. And then you know, I get to here, kind of get a, you know a clean slate. Um, yeah, just kind of get back to my roots and go back to you know how I pitch. Um, yeah, and then now I've developed a changeup, and yeah, I'm just excited. Every time I go now, I can feel confident in everything I'm throwing. Um, you know, confidence and belief in your stuff kind of override anything else. We've talked a lot on this show about, especially in the Braves organization, obviously we're pretty big Braves fans, uh, but, you know, there are some guys that, that we have felt like maybe needed to stay somewhere. Do, how difficult is it to make the transition from AAA up to the big leagues to make one start? Then you got to go back to AAA, and there's just a lot of movement, and and, and there it probably messes with your preparation because you're, you're you're preparing for two different lineups: a professional lineup, a AAA lineup that has a completely different people. How difficult is it to make that transition? And is it, do you feel like for your development, it would be easier to just either figure it out up top or figure it out on the AAA level for, you know, a good, a good chunk of the season? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for sure. I'd like to, you know, stay, obviously step in the big leagues and figure things out. Um, but yeah, it's also, you know, going into it when you're a 40 man guy and you have options, you know, the business side of baseball too. And, you know, at the end sure. of the day, we're, you know, it's still, at the end of the day, it's a business. Um, so yeah, when, when you sit down in AAA, that's your time to work on things and actually truly figure out who you are as a pitcher. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the preparation, you know, it can be tough if you get called up, fly somewhere different, but it, you know, at the end of the day, when you step in between the chalk lines, you know, it's go time and you gotta be a competitor. Um, you know, scouting reports can only go so far. You know, you, when you're out there pitching, you got to be a pitcher, not a thrower, and you got to read swings. And um, that's where I feel like I've personally changed over the last year is actually reading swings and dissecting what the hitter's trying to do. Um, and actually being involved in every pitch. You know, last year I felt like a thrower. Whatever the catcher was throwing down, I was throwing. It didn't matter what count, what the situation was. And going to this year and now actually pitching and, you know, finding my way is who I am as Ryan Weathers. You know, I can't just do what I used to do and just rear back and throw a heater up top and, you know, hope for the best, you know, actually having to hit spots and use both sides of the plate. Ryan Weathers, former Loretto baseball standout, joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Ryan will be starting for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp tomorrow night at First Horizon Park against the Nashville Sounds. 635 start? Is that right? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Um, Ryan, since the trade, as you mentioned, things have gone pretty well. It, it seems like in, in the four starts that you've made at Jacksonville, you, you've had some success. Um, you talked about your pitch mix and that kind of thing, but what do you feel like has been the key in coming over here and, and being able to put together some consistency? I think, you know, 
as funny as it sounds, just switching leagues from the PCL to International League, um, pitching the PCL is tough, man. It's ball flies, it, doesn't it? It's, it's the hard, it's the hardest place I've ever had to pitch. Um, ball flies, but it's not even much as like you can handle like some of the you know flyouts turn into homers. Could you just you know that the people watching know that in the baseball world, like you know that's an out in the big league level or anywhere that's normal. I think it was just more just you throw one change up that fades, the next one cuts, the next one goes straight down. You, just, you couldn't ever get a read on what your stuff was doing. So I think a lot of it was just, you know, kind of switching leads, getting back into humidity. Um, started using the outer half of the plate. I've always kind of been a power pitcher in. I've never been afraid to throw in. Um, just exposing that other half of the plate, and I've just seen good results. 20 strikeouts in 22 innings with the Jumbo Shrimp, I think, is my count here going through your game log. Um, and, and I guess a lot of that just comes back to being able to throw your pitches and have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do when you throw them. For sure. Um, yeah, kind of last year I've always, you know, kind of been a heavy punch-out pitcher. Um, and, you know, last year mentally it was tough not seeing a lot of punch-outs. Um, you know, I've always punched a lot of guys out. Um, obviously in the big leagues, punch outs are a premium. It's, it, you know, it's tough when you have two pitches as a starter, you know, just consistently get punch outs and, you know, you got the anomaly in Strider and Strider even has to throw, you know, the change up. Um, but yeah, this year seeing the punch outs go back up, you know, I think comboed between big leagues and triple A, you know, the punch outs are pretty even to innings, um, you know. I think walks right now for me in the big leagues is kind of the biggest issue, just getting ahead early. Um, yeah, just that's what I'm down here trying to correct is how, how quick can I be in the zone with three pitches and um, how quick can I get A-Bs done with so I can get deeper into the game. Ryan, with the Padres and the Padres organization, it seemed like they had a lot of different roles for you, starter, long man, and flipping back and forth with that a lot. How significant is it for you and for your approach to be able to settle into a starting role? For sure. I mean, you, as a starter, you just you know your routine day in, day out. I know what I need to do every day to make sure I'm ready for the fifth or sixth day. Um, you know, as a reliever, you're just kind of surviving, you know, every night. You're just ready to rock, you know. I had to be, you know, most of the time mentally locked in from inning one to inning nine. Um, yeah, I think in 21 I started, you know, went four innings in relief, closed the game, came in, set up guy in the seventh, pitched the eighth. Um, so, you know, just guys that have to be mentally locked in inning one through nine, um, you know, that's it's mentally tiring to do that. Um, but when you get a solidified role, you know, you know, like the Marlins have told me they want me to start. Um, I know my job every fifth or sixth day is to see how deep I can get in the ball game, and you know, it's just nice going out there knowing when you're a starter, like actually being a starter, um, going out there trying to give six, seven, whatever you can give. Um, you know, that's kind of what I like to see out of a starter. What was it like, Ryan, getting to Jacksonville and, and seeing a somewhat familiar name, face, maybe? I don't know how well you and Brady Puckett know each other, but um, Another local kid played in um, played at Lipscomb. He's from Murfreesboro. Is that a little comforting for the new guy? Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really know Puckett, you know, through amateur and high school. 
Um, but, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, and us kind of Southern guys kind of mesh together and stick together. Um, it was definitely it was definitely a lot, you know, more fun coming here with, with the Marlins, and there's a lot more Southern guys. There's a lot of Southeast guys. Um, you know, it's just been it's been fun meshing with all the guys. Well, we're certainly excited. Obviously, the Marlins deep into the, the playoff race. They, they currently hold a wild card spot, so that's, you know, a positive and, and potentially, you know, the, the Marlins will obviously have some some decisions to make from their 40-man roster, and hopefully we'll see Ryan Weathers on that postseason roster. But we will certainly see him tomorrow night at First Horizon Park, 635 against the Nashville Sounds. And again, if you want to get tickets, you better get them now because there probably won't be many available. Uh, if once Loretto figures out, once the folks from Loretto figure out how to get up 43 to 65, it's going to be. I think oh. most of them probably know. It won't be their first trip. So, yeah. But. It's going to be once they once they get out, it's, it's going to be over. So we're excited to see you and we appreciate you taking some time with us today, man. Absolutely. Thank you all for having me. Thanks, Ryan. Right. We'll take a break when we come back, talk a little Braves, some big news today concerning the Braves ace. So we'll get to that in just a moment. As you can see, Adam English still to come later in the show, Terry McCormick as well. All of that and much more right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. 
single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 22, 1998, backup catcher Eddie Perez's fourth inning solo shot off Florida starter Rafael, don't call me funky cold, Medina in an eventual 4-1 victory was the Braves' 208th home run of the season, breaking a 32-year franchise record. Led by Andres Galarraga's The Big Cats, 44 bombs, Atlanta went on to hit 215 homers for the year. That was this day in Braves history. Some things never change. No. Because we're still threatening home run records, despite not being in the launching pad. Yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a, a interesting final nine games as the Braves need, what, 14 home runs? Is it 14? I don't know how many they've got. they got a bunch. I think they've got 295. And so they need 13. I think, it, I think that's what it is. I'm not entirely sure. I just know that it's it's somewhere in that range. Uh, and, and again, you know, records are falling all over the place for for Atlanta and you know, both National League, Major League records, team records. Ozzie Albies hit his 30th home run last night, which was also his 100th RBI. He recorded three additional RBIs in the game to tie him with Mookie Betts for the most RBIs by a second baseman. Final score, Ozzie four, Nats three. <laughs> Ozzie was putting them across the board last night. And, 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 you know, always exciting when the Braves can put up a bunch of a bunch of runs and they, they certainly did that last night. And here's the thing on a night where Ronald Acuna Jr., your MVP leading candidate struggled a little bit at the plate, couldn't really find his groove. That's when everybody else steps up, especially Ozzie Albies. That's the kind of stuff that has to happen for you to be successful in the playoffs. When that back half of the lineup can be successful and you can't, and there's nowhere to go for an out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it doesn't matter if Ronald Acuna is 0 for 7 or 5 for 5. He's dangerous every time he steps into the box. <laughs> so you're certainly not expecting to get Ronald Acuna Jr. No, out. No, in any given AB. At, at, at all, at any point. So yeah. it's, it, it's, to see what Matt Olson has done, what, 53 mm -hmm. home runs now, has has tied the Braves franchise record for RBIs at 137, I believe? Uh, not the franchise record, the Atlanta record. Okay. 
three short, I believe, of the franchise record. The Braves have 293 home runs. 293, okay. Um, so 14. So 14, yes. They need I was four. right with the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the they, need, they, need, <laughs> they need 14 to tie the Minnesota Twins record from... When was that? I don't remember when it was, and I can't locate it. And uh, what year it was? Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I was. No, no, no. I, I was. Okay. I, I was processing, trying so, to figure out if the Braves have, you know, ha- have reached the magic number of four players at thirty-five home runs. They might get five. They might. Um, they have four, and Ozzy now has thirty-two. He hit 30 last night. He didn't hit three home runs last night, did he? He didn't hit 30 last night. Was it not? No, he has more than 30. Well, I mean, if it, they, they, they will probably get five either way. Whether he's got 30 right now or 32. Ozzy has 32. 32. He's going to get there. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to watch this happen, I guess 2019 Twins fans are probably saying the same thing. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's crazy to watch on a night-to-night basis. I mean, they've played 153 games. They've got 293 home runs. That's almost, I mean, it's it's right at two home runs a game. Every night. How do you do that? Every night. I don't know. I, I think I heard a. I think I heard Brandon Gordon mention during the replay of last night's game because I was at soccer during the live broadcast. They have hit at least one home run in all but sixteen of their games. So in 137 of 153 games, the Braves have hit at least one home run. Well, they're going to have to hit nearly two to break the record. They're going to hit one and a half per game. Yeah, well, 14 home runs with nine games to play. But, I mean, this is a team that can hit five or six in one night. Oh, yeah, they is two. <laughs> you never know. So. I mean, especially with, with it being against the, the seven, you know, six remaining games against the Nationals. Six, exactly. You, you, you just don't know. I, I love that, you know, Ozzy was four of six last night with mm-hmm. those four RBIs. His batting average rose four points last night <laughs> in one night, and so you know that that that's what's crazy, and and this team just continues to impress. That being said, on the pitching side, Max Freed pitched really well last night. Was was exactly what you expected out of Max Freed. Exactly what you needed from in, Max Freed. After yeah. the funkadoodle-doo? After his funky, yeah, his funky doodle-doo that yeah. he was in, which, which everybody was His kind of, and the teams. Yeah, yeah. everybody was kind of in that deal. And dude has been, you know, ha- has not seen the, the, the mound very often this year. Obviously, 8-1 and one overall. And, again, last night goes six innings, gives up the one home run, the solo shot, it, who cares? Just, yeah, by which that 
that solo shot that cut into what a five nothing yeah, lead it, at the time. So he was just trying to get outs, so and mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. But then comes out and apparently that blister that's been bothering for a while still bothering him. And he's now been placed on the 15 day IL, which will take him into the postseason. So he will not pitch again this regular season. Not sure that I wanted him to pitch again this regular season, but for a guy who's not been able to see the field very often, it almost feels like it's, it was important for him to get that one more start. I think it would have been good for him to pitch one time on normal rest. You know, what whatever normal rest is. Because he's not he he's has not missed so much time. Well, yeah, and, and, and even in the you know, his rehab starts he was limited to like thirty, thirty two pitches mm-hmm. or something and, and they were pulling him pretty quick. Obviously last night he pitched into the sixth, gave you I don't know how many pitches he threw, but and I'm not super worried about it. But you know, he said he felt great while he was there. Ninety six. So he threw ninety six pitches in his first in his first outing back. I'm not I'm not concerned with Max Freed in the unless he comes down with the flu in the postseason. What I am curious about though is if he's available to pitch for you in the postseason. If he starts game one, now that's that's a big if. Mm-hmm. If he starts game one, is he ready to go by game four? Because that would probably be short rest. And and if that's not the case, I think you got to go Strider in game one. Yep. And and I think that you know there's there's a lot of discussion that has to be made that has to be had regarding whether it is Strider or Farid for Game One, and and that makes sense. I mean, if you're only going to get one game out of Freed anyway, why well, throw could, him in Game One? Well, you could get you could get him again in Game Five either way. But he couldn't go one and four. But he couldn't go one and four. Which means you've got to go with four starters probably because. No, I think, it, well, if you pitch him in game one, you would have to. But if you pitch him in game two, he could go two and five because there's the extra day of rest in there if, because it's a, travel, it's a travel day back. So you've got a travel day in there. So you've got your own regular rest between two and five, but would not be between one and four. Well, there you go. So to me, it's Sounds Strider. Like decision is made. Though. Yeah, it's Strider, Freed. Morton. Morton, Strider, Freed. Freed. And if and worst giving, case scenario, you've got Morton for game one of the LCS. Probably. In in worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. But Max Freed in game five. If I'm giving the ball to somebody in game five, I want it to be Max Freed anyway. That's the guy I want with the baseball. I, ideally, there's not a game five. God, if there was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I th- I think to me that's the, that's kind of the situation that the Braves find themselves in, and you know, obviously, here's the thing: you've got you, everybody's going to be rested. Now, rest versus rust, we can argue that all day. Certainly was a problem last year, but everybody's going to be rested. You've got your full bullpen allotment, so I mean. 
you know, maybe you, you could throw Max in game one and just throw 80 to 85 pitches and use your bullpen, you know, use Chavez for a couple innings, then go Jimenez, Mentor, Iggy, get a dub and go to the house. I just need this blister to go away. But the blister, and does it go away? I don't know. It's been, it's been, this has been a thing for a while. This isn't just like a new thing. Yeah. And here's the, I don't even know how he throws on the side. With a blister. Yeah. I mean, throwing is throwing. Isn't throwing it? is throwing. When it comes to a, a blister. blister. So, I don't know how that works. I'd be interested to, I guess we need to try to find somebody that knows something about blisters. That's it's a little intriguing to me. How how do you manage that? It is definitely going to be a difficult thing to to overcome. I think I really do. I and here's again long term. If you're Alex Anthopoulos, how much does this play into whether or not you're, you know, you want to sign Max Fried for whatever he's going to command? Does this mean well, go I mean, get a guy like Shohei Otani? I don't, I don't know how much where blisters rank in terms of long-term concerns, but clearly it's something that has the possibility of making you unavailable every day so yeah. I don't know it's, it's it, you know I just I just wonder you know how how much time he spent on the aisle this year uh, you know I feel like it'll it'll make a difference I got a feeling so let's take a break Terry McCormick standing by from Titan Insider he's got your Daily Titans update in just a moment. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back right after this. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is time now for your top of the hour Titans update with Terry McCormick, powered by our friend at Zen Sports. Terry, what's up? 
Well, it is your Titan Insider Daily Report, and it's powered by Zen Sports, the new sports book in Tennessee that's changing the bonus game for the better. Guys, some concerning news coming out of Titans camp today as they list their final injury report of the week. DeAndre Hopkins, Danico Autry, and then rookie safety cornerback Anthony Kendall, who's mainly a special teams contributor, all listed as questionable. Uh, Peter Skoronsky out. That's not a surprise. But Kiaris Jackson, who tweaked an ankle yesterday, is also out, which throws a little bit of chaos into the return game. My guess would be that uh, Mason Kinsey gets a call up from the practice squad or Eric Garrett gets a call up from the practice squad to handle punts. And then kickoffs could be either Tajay Spears or Julius Chestnut, likely Chestnut, because I don't know that they would want to risk Spears back there in that role. Yeah, as I'm looking over the issues, but there are also some positives, such as Derrick Henry being full participation today. Uh, obviously, Tayer Tart is is back and, and looks to be good to go. Defensive backfield, Christian Fulton and Amani Hooker, huge to have those guys for sure this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Protocol, and uh, he is on track to play Sunday against the Browns, as is Christian Fulton. So those guys that are coming out of this with no injury designation, you can presume that they're good to go and return to the lineup. So uh, going to be interesting to see, uh, especially monitoring the De DeAndre Hopkins situation. He didn't sound nearly as optimistic about playing today as he was last Friday when he didn't practice all week. So that is certainly something – uh, worth monitoring as we go through the rest of the weekend up until 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday. Terry, obviously, you know, traveling and, and all the things that go along with that up to Cleveland, th this is a game that, you know, with the struggles that have, have plagued the, the Browns offense to this point in the season, this team feels like it needs to win take advantage of the Browns right now because they have Nick Chubb out of the lineup, obviously gone for the year. They're still adjusting to life without him. And at some point, most people believe Deshaun Watson's going to figure it out and put back together some sort of semblance of the way he was in Houston. Hasn't done it yet. Uh, you know, he's not played very well since he's gone to Cleveland. The little six-game stint he had coming off the suspension last year and the first two games this year. At some point, though, you figure he's got to round back into something similar to the form he had with the Texans. If you're the Titans, you don't want that to be against you. Terry, can the Titans block Miles Garrett? Uh, I think they're going to need some help. I think you're going to see tight ends <laughs> and you're going to see backs chipping Miles Garrett. And then you've got uh, the other guys, Darius Smith over on the other side, who's also a concern. So uh, it's going to be a tall order for this uh, Titans offensive line, especially tackles Andre Dillard and Chris Hubbard to get the job done. Terry, can the Browns <laughs> block Jeff Simmons? Well, that's another good question. That's why I think this is going to be – I wouldn't look for this to be a 38-35 game, boys. 
Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's how the Titans have been winning games for a while now. And, and I'll take it because in the NFL, guess what doesn't matter? Style points. Nope. Just get the dub and get to the house. So that's what we're hoping for this weekend. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. All right. Be glad to tell you about Zen Sports. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month. After that, with up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume, best of all, earn cash commission on your bets with the Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. The dragon here, I saw it. What, what, like, no, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. up. <gasps> See that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. We took a minor break from baseball to talk a little football, but we're back. <laughs> Listen. For now. For now. Yeah. Again, college football picks are coming a little bit later. Not that you, you know, the only reason to watch is to know what not to do. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Well, to know what games are significant. What games are significant and, 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 and what to bet the opposite of. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you those for sure. Do not listen to us. Do the opposite, and you step three profit. <laughs> so, but there's a little more baseball to talk about because, as we've mentioned several times on this show now, it is the final series in International League play at First Horizon Park, and it's the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp coming into town. They've been here all week. Currently, the sounds have a two-to-one advantage in the series. So that's always good. And to talk a little bit about it, we have Sounds GM Adam English. Adam, what's up, man? How we doing, guys? It's, uh, it's great to see you again. It's good to see you. So you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunately, um, the tunnel is short because the Sounds were not able to overtake Durham for um, – a potential postseason berth, so Sunday's going to wrap you know up because the Bulls never lose. Bulls. <laughs> so Sunday's going to wrap up the Sounds 2023 schedule, and you know while you you always want to keep playing, I imagine you're you're about ready to be done. <laughs> Uh, you know, a, a little piece of me certainly is ready for baseball season to end, but we're going to miss it. it. You know. It's nice to get a break, and then usually after a week or two, it's like, man, when are we playing games again? 
You know, we're ready for it. Um, it's, that's what we do best out here. And, yeah, the season's not ending the way we wanted it to on, on the field. But I tell you what, uh, if we had the lineup we currently have, I think it'd be ending a lot differently um, with, with some of the prospects we have down here for the uh, and big leaguers, for that matter, um, over the next three days. Uh, we've been lucky enough to see Garrett Mitchell rehabbing, uh, Joey Weimer, uh, Jesse Winker, and then the biggest name to come through here since maybe Prince Fielder is Jackson Churio. Tell us about Jackson Churio. He um, came Ooh. up from Biloxi earlier this week. I see he played um, last night and went went two for four in the loss to Jacksonville. Um, yep. Had he played prior to that, or was that his debut at the Triple? No, he started on two. Yeah, he started on Tuesday for us. Um, okay. His first at bat with us was a ground out to the third baseman, and watching him run down to first base was exciting. Uh, he's he's electric, um, it, it, even in a ground out. I mean, look, he he was just announced yesterday as the the Brewers minor league player of the year, um, and Biloxi hit 22 home runs, stole 43 bases. Um, you know, you're talking about you're talking about a guy with with similar tools as Ronald Acuna Jr. with power and speed. And, you know, that's that's the common person he's he's compared to because they're both from Venezuela as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's he's certainly his own player. But, man, he's fun to watch. Uh, and, and it seems like he's always got a smile on his face. So we were we were excited to have him come up here for the last week of the season. Spent the full season with Biloxi. First double-A player since 2005 to go 20-40. Led the Southern League with 143 hits, 238 total bases, and was tied for first in runs scored, the second in runs batted in, tied for fourth in home runs, fifth in batting average, fifth in stolen bases. Is that good? Uh, you tell me. It, it, sounds it, it sounds good. It sounds it, well, good. and not to mention in his what is his third his third Triple uh, A game, he got a base hit off of Sandy Alcantara, who won the 2022 Cy Young, who is rehabbing for for uh, for for the for the Jumbo Shrimp rehabbing for the Marlins. So, uh, you know, that's a heck of a guy to to face uh, in your third Triple A game to begin with. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been uh, there's been a little buzz in the air out here for the past few days. Hit safely in 23 of his last 24 games at Biloxi. He was he was not in the lineup, by the way, his first day. And I'm curious if there is any – there was a lot of social media uproar when he was not in that lineup. Later that day, he is in the lineup, and I'm curious how much social media influenced the lineup. I saw him saying Rick, I, I Rick Sweet's know, over man. here on Twitter I, I, going – you know, maybe what these, these maybe these Twitter guys. Are uh, I, I, I don't think I don't think Rick Sweet makes any moves Rick, based on Rick, social media. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much Rick Sweet scroll on Twitter, but uh, uh, it was probably just a, a Brewers decision. Uh, you know, Brewers and Rick talking a little later in the day. Brewers talking, Rick listening, maybe. <laughs> Remember that time that, that Sounds Twitter changed the lineup? That's uh, yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. no. um, Adam, as you look back over this 2023 season for the Sounds and understanding that, you know, personnel decisions aren't y'all's, but, you know, what have you been pleased with you know, on the field, in the stands, the whole thing as far as Nashville Sounds baseball this year? I mean, first and foremost, I mean, you know, you got the leadoff hitter for the Brewers right now, Sal Freelich, who spent a good amount of time with us this year. Um, I, you know, our role in AAA is always to to do what we can to to make sure that people play in front of exciting crowds, to have a great experience for our fans in Nashville. But for the players, 
it's to do everything we can as a front office to make sure that they have the time to develop. And ultimately, we're here to support the Brewers. So, you know, while we like winning games, um, the wins and losses are great. Ultimately, if we do our job as a AAA affiliate, which is help guys develop and help a, you know, a Brewers team that's that's fighting for the for the division right now um, and in a good spot to win it. Um, you know, that's a successful year. And as far as Nashville, man, we just have the best fans. It's been another great year at First Horizon Park. We're right in the conversation with top attendance in minor league baseball for the third consecutive year. Um, we put a lot of focus on fan experience, and it's just been an awesome year. I'm so proud of my staff. Uh, we we just have the best staff in sports as far as I'm concerned. And, and the way that we work together to, uh, you know, create some special memories out here at First Horizon, First Horizon Park, it, it, it really is special. And you guys have you know, obviously, with with the ABS system being brand new in the International League this year, it's it's certainly been another year of first. You guys obviously with the pitch clock a couple of years ago, and now this, it, it just seems like there's always something unique about coming to a minor league baseball game these days. And you guys, you know, are, are very conscientious about you know, educating the crowd, educating the fans about what's going on. And so, you know, it, it is kind of cool to be part of that, you know, that first experience for a fan with these new rules. It is. It, it, and look, it is an educational process. You know, it's funny, this spring training uh, at the big league level, you know, all these, all these people are writing about, you know, this spring training game had this many pitchers throw final time two hours and 20 minutes right like um and and you know we're sitting here going we know we, we did it um and, and so this it'll be really interesting to see the decisions major league baseball makes at the end of this year going into next year with things like automatic balls and strikes uh, or the challenge system um or any of the things that we have uh experienced down here um, and, and it is kind of cool to be on the front end of that and say, yeah, we lived it. We know exactly what it's like. We see the pros and cons of both sides, and it's and it's interesting as it's been implemented at the big league level. Now, as that is being implemented at the big league level, Adam, or not, you know, are they coming to you guys for, for feedback on it as, as it's been, as you've provided a proving ground for that stuff? Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, look, they – they they meticulously look at the data uh, they've even tweaked the automatic balls and strike system a little bit based off of feedback from the Florida State League this year with how they measure the strike zone. They want to make sure they they I really do feel like Major League Baseball looks at these rule changes and they say we do want to improve the game, but we don't want to totally change it. We want to make sure that the rules that we implement are for the betterment of the game. And so they take those things really seriously. And so, yes, they do ask us for feedback. They ask for feedback from the players, from the coaches, from the managers, everybody who's in it. And they're they're not going to say knee-jerk reaction, this is the rule we're going to do. It's really purposeful, and they really take their time with it. So I'll be interested to see what happens. Well, and I'm reading – I read an article a couple days ago from Front Office Sports about how rule changes and the minor league approach to baseball is – bringing about a resurgence of, of popularity for the sport. What do you guys feel like minor league baseball does differently maybe from the major league level to make that happen? Sure. No, that's a great question. And honestly, 
just with the implementation of the pitch clock, attendance is up across all of baseball this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people un- with the understanding that you're not going to go watch a three and a half hour game that you can go and you can say, Hey, look, this game's going to be two and a half hours, you know, a little bit longer depending on the game. Um, I think that going into it, there's more people who say, Hey, let's go do this, which is cool. I, I mean, I think it's, it's the, it's the fan experience side. You're seeing more and more of it at the major league level, the music, the atmosphere, the games, the fun, the entertainment. And I think they're embracing that entertainment side of things as opposed to, um, you know, we have to because we don't control wins and losses. We don't control which players are going to be here. We can't say, hey, we put the best team out there night in and night out. Um, so when you can control wins and losses, you, or at least, I mean, you have some say in the roster that you put together, but you add in the fun stuff, man, it starts to get pretty special. Minor league sports have been doing those types of things for years because, again, you don't know what to expect when you're a minor league fan. You don't know who's going to be there from, you know, between now and tomorrow. The Brewers could call up, you know, Cheerio tonight. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you, you just don't know what to expect. So you have to know that when I get there, the band box is going to be rocking. There's going to be the wiffle ball field for my kids to go play. And there's going to be, you know, great drinks, great food and, and a fun experience. So that's that's what you guys can control. And it certainly has, you know, has been a positive. As you go into the offseason, what does, you know, what kind of things are you guys getting ready to, to do to plan for next year? Cause I know, I, I know Monday morning, you guys will be worried about 2024. Well, the reality is we've been internally, we've been planning for 2024 since, I don't know, maybe end of June, beginning of July. Sure. Um, and, and so, you know, the question I always ask and, and the discussions we always have internally is, is what can we do better and bigger and, and what can we add new that make people say, Hey, I want to come back out to a, a sounds game. Um, I can't reveal all those things right now, but I can tell you there's going to be some pretty awesome things happening at First Horizon Park next year, and I know people are going to want to come out and check it out. So, um, they, it, you know, a lot of people ask us, hey, what do you do in the off season? You know, hey, is your job seasonal? We've all gotten that working in no. minor league baseball. Um, but, you know, what? You, the staff gets a little bit of time off. I, I'll get a little bit of time off. But we've been talking about 2024 for a while, and, and the off season is the time when we really do put in the work um, and, and really make it special. It's like us, you know, in, in the world of prep sports and in our other half of our job, we feel like we work harder in the summer because that's when you don't have the easy things to go do. You got to go find stuff to, <laughs> to do. So it feels like you're working harder when you're off. Right. So I know you guys are probably doing the same thing. We certainly are. But it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we take it seriously. It's, a, you know, we, not for a second do we take a single fan for granted. And, and, you know, we do the work in the off season so that we can put a, a product and an experience out here that, that Nashville can be proud of. Adam English, general manager of the Nashville Sounds, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Not quite done with 2023 yet. The Sounds finish up their six-game series against visiting Jacksonville. 635 tonight, first pitch with Chris's favorite thing, fireworks. Um, it's right. hit, hit city Saturdays and the sounds belt bag. Don't call it a fanny pack giveaway <laughs> tomorrow night, 635 first pitch. And then Sunday family fun day sponsored by main street media of Tennessee at 1205 
Sunday. Not That's 205, right. not 605, 1205. So be That's sure right. to be there. But also, Adam, um, First Horizon Park doesn't shut down when the baseball season ends. Sweets and Treats returns to First Horizon Park on October 18th. Yeah, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite events that we do out here. We decorate a bunch of suites uh, on our club level, um, and, and kids can come out to First Horizon Park, go suite to suite, do some trick or treating in a safe, fun environment. Our staff has a ton of fun with it. They really go all out with the decorations. Um, my son's already asking about it. it it's a blast, and uh, and yeah, we you're certainly right, Mo. The uh, uh, this ballpark doesn't stop just because baseball season ends. October 18th from 5.30 to 7.30 is Sweets and Treats. Um, so be sure and go to NashvilleSounds.com for more information on that. And um, Bruce? Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about this weekend. I'll be there for, again, Sunday Family Fun Day, the final one of the year. Uh, we're so happy to have been media partners with you guys all year long. You guys have been a fantastic host, and we – have been nothing but excited every single week we get a chance to go to the ballpark and having, you know, obviously different players on our show all year long. Jeff's been fantastic. You and, of course, Doug, uh, for your uh, contributions as well. We, we certainly appreciate you guys, and we could not be more excited to be partners with you. Absolutely. I, we feel the same way. You guys are incredible. We love we love promoting our stuff with you guys. We love just our partnership in general and having you guys involved at the ballpark. It's uh, it's nothing but great things from us as well. Appreciate you guys. Well, absolutely. Adam, we, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. And again, have a great weekend. One more time. You do the same. And hey, Sunday, all fans run the bases after the game. So I'm gonna be timing you. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get some let's get some let's get the stopwatch out. Get get it out. We, we get will the go. Sundial you, can, out. You, can get the, you can get the stopwatch out, but but you also need to get make sure the stretcher is near. That's right. After I turn first base, it's probably going to be over for me. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. We'll Thanks, see you this weekend. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we get back into football. We pick ten college football games against the spread, and well. One thing's for sure, Chris we is going to pick. pick. Oh, we're going to pick them now. Well, what? <laughs> we try to pick them correctly. That's the rub. That's that. Therein lies the rub. But one thing's for sure, Chris is going to go four and six. Which four that is, we'll let you decide. Right <laughs> after this on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. 
We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back into this weekend update edition Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao and Mo Patton. We've got a great weekend ahead of college football. There are a lot of really good games, and there are some that aren't on this list that we'll probably talk a little bit about if there's time. Um, Real quick. Sure. Before we get into our week four pick'ems, um, Jim Wyatt has posted on his Facebook, as Terry McCormick expected, the Titans have promoted wide receiver Mason Kinsey and linebacker Chance Campbell mm -hmm. from the practice squad to the 53-man. Um, Kyrus Jackson placed on injured reserve. Otis Reese the fourth was waived. And you can see more on that on TitansOnline.com. So, yeah, Teresa tweeted it about ten minutes ago as well. So that's right. plenty, plenty of new faces. Surprise for the Titans. Yeah, go figure. That go, never happens. Go figure. Yeah, they never have to play random people mm -hmm. because of injury. 
That's that's never happened in the history of the Titans. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, speaking of injuries, if so, the Bengals had to assign a third quarterback because their their number three practice squad guy, Will Greer, was signed to the Patriots active roster. And Joe Burrow may or may not play Monday night, Oof. making Jake Browning the starting quarterback. And did we determine where Jake Browning was from? Yeah, Washington. 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 He was the quarterback for the Huskies when they were in the playoffs in 2015, I think, and they got shellacked by Alabama. Um, so who did they sign? Reed Sinnott of Football Powerhouse San Diego. Not San Diego Not State. San Diego State. San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> also former San Antonio Brahma's quarterback of the Extreme Football League. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. righty. <laughs> what you got? Hmm? Oh, what, I got nothing. What no. you got from last week? Oh, from last week. Oh, you don't want it. I mean, I know what I was. Uh, I, I was no, four you and don't. six. No, you, no, clearly you don't know what you were. Um, because hey, you must have wrote something down wrong because I'm doing it right here in front of me. It's 12 and 18. Okay. Um, Justin was three and seven, not counting the UT Florida game, three and eight counting the UT Florida game. He got correct Missouri covering against Kansas State, Penn State covering against Illinois. BYU covering against Arkansas. So he's 13 and 7, 14 and 18 with the two bonus games that we've done. I have you at 5 and 5. I was winning Penn I got, State. I got five if you count the bonus game. Penn State. Okay. San Diego State. Correct. South Carolina. Yes. Wyoming. Okay, that's it. I miscounted. Yes. Okay. I was like, come on now. I'm just very confused. Okay, all right. That's but you had all my games right. Okay. Four and six. Chris was four and six. All right, cool. Five but five and, and six, six if you count the bonus game. Of course, so that, that makes me one and one in bonus games, so mm-hmm. whatever. So, so that makes you 12 and 18 or... 13 and 19. 13 and 19. I was four and six last oh, week. Good job. Um, getting LSU, Ooh, well San done. Diego State, South Carolina, and Wyoming. So I was four and six, four and seven with the bonus gang, which I picked UT. Good God. Which makes me 13 and 17. 14 and 18. So you trail Justin and I by a game. Oh, you tied Justin for the lead. All right. <laughs> Something like that. How about it? Well, we've got 10 games to pick, and we start in the Big Ten. I don't know if this is Big Noon kickoff or if that's something else. I, I No, Big Noon kickoff is the next game. Okay. 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. You've got the 3 and 0 Rutgers Scarlet Knights traveling to number two and unbeaten 
Michigan Wolverines with head coach Jim Harbaugh. First time <laughs> of the season, folks. Making his season debut. Making huh? his debut this year for the Wolverines. Justin. Hold up. You're going to give us a spread. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. 25 and one half points in favor of the Wolverines. Five and one half. Justin. I'm going to go with the Wolverines, definitely. Yeah. I'm rolling with the I'm I'm rolling with the Harbaugh's this week. I think it's four touchdowns. There are a couple of reasons that I will be taking the maize and blue in this one. One of which is this is Jim Harbaugh's debut. And I think the Wolverines will be quite frenzied. Also, I can never see myself picking Greg Schiano for anything. So, Michigan. Our next contest, 11 a.m., big noon kickoff on Fox. This is huge. Huge. As Oklahoma travels to Cincinnati for the Bearcats Big 12 debut. home opener and debut. Oh, goodness. Imagine Oklahoma at Nippert Stadium, folks. So we're talking about a road dog here. Also. We're talking about a road dog, in fact. It Oklahoma. Is a, I'm sorry, no, a home dog. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes. The home dog. I, I misspoke. 14 yeah. and a half points in favor of the 16th ranked Sooners. But holy cow. You don't think Nippert Stadium is going to be wild on Saturday? Mm. It will be. Mm. Oklahoma by 14 and a half at Cincinnati. That's right. Jake. It's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm gonna go Sooners here. I'm gonna go Sooners just because they've been shellacking people. I guess not SMU, but <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously Arkansas State's terrible. Maybe mm. the worst team in all of football. <laughs> um, <laughs> point to the line. Any coincidence? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> Tulsa, pretty good football team, though, in Oklahoma put it on them pretty good. I'm actually going to go Cincinnati here. I just feel like I feel like they're going to be this is kind of their Super Bowl and it's early in the year so they they you know nobody's hurt yet and mm -hmm. it, it, I just feel like this is just one of those times where you're going to you're going to see Cincinnati play up now as the season goes on. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I feel like Cincinnati's going to at least be within two touchdowns. <clears throat> I think Cincinnati probably will play up. It's also going to rain. I think <laughs> Oklahoma should be able to weather Cincinnati playing up and still win by 17 or so. I'm taking the Sooners. Uh, it's always dangerous, I feel like, picking – 
Brent Venable's version of the Sooners, but I'm going to take them here. So. I mean, Cincinnati's coming off a loss to Miami of Ohio, so. Yeah. But, of course, you know, could have been a trap the, game. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they might have been looking ahead a little bit, so. All right, here it is. 2.30 on ABC. 19th-ranked Buffs at 10th-ranked Ducks. 20.5 points is the spread. Is Justin going to ride with Prime one more time? Keep it rolling. Wow. You, you, you are taking Prime here? I am. I am. I'm doing it. All right. Yow. Without Travis Hunter, I mm. can't I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Bo Nix puts his puts his name firmly in the Heisman race with this one here. Uh, I, of course I also think that Shador Sanders will probably do some really good things as well, but in the end, depth is gonna win out with Oregon. They don't have their best player on offense or defense. Mm-hmm. And Oregon's going to win this game by three touchdowns. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think I think Travis Hunter not playing in this ball game makes all the difference in this pick. Um, quack quack. Who makes? Oh, is that that's that's three? Mm-hmm. All right, two thirty on Fox. Another Pac twelve. A couple of Pac twelve games early. No Pac-12 after dark, huh? There might be, but it won't be. It won't be between ranked opponents as 22nd ranked UCLA headed to Utah, who apparently has Cam Rising back. Mm-mm. The 11th ranked Utes are a five and a half point favorite at home. The 11th ranked Utes are a what? Five, five and, and one half. half. Got to go with uh, Utes. Feeling good about that. Yep, locking it in. All right. That's your final answer, huh? <laughs> and he did not phone a friend. <laughs> Let's see here. Dante Moore, freshman, has been really good for UCLA. Unfortunately for Dante Moore, the freshman, he's not had to play on the road yet. And his first <laughs> His first attempt will be at, at Utah. Utah. And I think that is going to be a massive test for the youngster. That being said, he leads the nation with almost 20 yards per completion. That's pretty good. Um, five and a half points is, is plenty enough for me to take Utah in this one. I'm going to go with the Utes. The Utes at home rising back. Um, yeah. I think Utah wins this one by at least a touchdown. Yeah. All right. Before we go to our first or our, our last, I'm sorry, our last break of the day. Oh, break. Yeah. Um, 2.30 on CBS, by the way, will not have the A crew on the call. Brad Nestler. And Gary Danielson will be on the 7.30 primetime game with Penn State. So you'll get the B team for Ole Miss 
at Alabama, 15th-ranked Rebels, 13th-ranked Tide. Alabama, a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this. So this is Ole Miss at Alabama. Bryant-Denny Stadium. In Alabama, six-and-a-half? Six-and-a-half. I think uh, Rebels finally get over that saving hump. Man, Lane Jim, Kiffin's rebels finally. Lane, get over. Lane Kiffin will be, as opposed to the third, would be the third assistant to defeat Nick Saban. Jimbo and Kirby have both done it. Oh, Sark, Sark, he would be the fourth. Well, second this coming year. into the season, yeah, the second this year. Well, you've At, already said you were picking all Miss. Yeah. Right? you said it earlier this I week. I got the Rebs out right. Oh, goodness gracious. It's a Old Miss's two quarterbacks are better than Alabama's two quarterbacks. There's no question there. I, you know. It's quarterback-driven sport. It is a quarterback-driven sport. Uh, I feel like a corner Nick Saban is a dangerous Nick Saban, but I just don't know. I'm going to go with Ole Miss and under duress just because I don't know what to expect out of Alabama. Okay, exactly. And that's what's that's what's different about this. You know, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I just picked the them, years, what, two weeks ago against Texas, and Texas was dominant. Over the years, even when Alabama lost, we felt like that's still a really good Alabama team. They – they just they're, – they're, they're getting their footing early in the season. But none of those Alabama teams in the past would have played USF to a 6-3 halftime score. None of them. No. And so, for me, this is a different Alabama team. Mm-hmm. This is a, a new coordinator on both sides of the football. Of course, I mean – I guess say what you will. Kevin Steele has been a coordinator at Alabama before, but not with this group. Mm-hmm. I just I, I can't I can't see Alabama winning a game against a team that has a that has more experience, has been together longer, and has better quarterback. Better quarterbacks and arguably better running backs. Uh, definitely split. a better with running back. I don't think there's a question that yeah. Quinchon Judkins is the, at least the first or second best running back in the league. So, so I, I mean, I just I can't I can't see. I mean, I, how Alabama's a, a favorite is just mind boggling. But it's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Final break of the week. When we come back, five more games and maybe a bonus game. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joint, back in just a moment. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. 
Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton, one more time for this week. Looking forward to a fun weekend of sports ahead. Again, high school football tonight. You can follow Mo and myself, as well as the show, MS underscore Sports Today, for local scores here in southern middle Tennessee. Also at Main Street Preps for scores mid-state wide. Make sure that you are following all of our writers. So we have five more games to pick. And so we will do that right now as we take a look here. 6.30 on ABC tomorrow night. It's going to get wacky in Waco. Oh, goodness. Baylor, 14.5-point underdogs to the number three-ranked Longhorns. You said 14.5. 14.5, that's all. And Baylor. Hmm. I think Texas wins this game. I think it's closer than 14 and a half. I'm going to go uh, Baylor to cover. Dead Bears. Yow. Man, that's that's an interesting line because didn't Baylor, like, they lost to Wyoming, right? 
No, it was Texas Tech that lost Texas to Wyoming. Texas Tech lost to Wyoming. Baylor lost to somebody that they shouldn't have lost to. Did Baylor to. lose to Texas State? Texas State, that's it. That's who they lost to. Um, yeah, I just uh, I can't see Texas not winning this by at least 17 points. So I'm, I'm going to go Longhorns here. Yeah, I mean, again, TJ Finley aside, uh, you can't – you'd have a tough time convincing me that a team that lost to Texas State is going to beat – or is going to stay within two touchdowns of Texas. Um, and the last time I picked against Texas, it didn't go very well. So I'm going to go with the Longhorns. There you go. As good of a reason as any, I guess. Well, also at 6.30, this went on NBC because it's at Notre Dame, the mm. number nine Irish hosting the number six Buckeyes. Ooh. And, again, new quarterback going into a hostile environment. How hostile is Notre Dame? It, it, it's pretty. I mean, those those folks get get fairly loud, and I just don't know that Kyle McCord can can match Sam Hartman. So, what's the number? The number is three and a half points in favor of the Buckeyes. So, Ohio State is a three and a half point favorite, which means Vegas thinks they're a touchdown better if home field is worth three points. Justin, three and a half to the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Notre Dame. Notre Dame for sure. I think. Again, I don't know that Kyle McCord can can match Sam Hartman in this one. Uh. They they've just got a really they've got a really balanced offense at Notre Dame and so I, I I think I think Marcus Freeman puts the Irish on the map. They almost won this game last year at Ohio State. So give me the Irish. You're basically picking this outright at three and a half. I mean, Ohio State maybe makes a field goal to win it at the buzzer, sure, but yeah, otherwise it's it's basically a pickle. Yeah. You know, the fan in me really just wants to abstain from this pick because I don't like either of these teams or programs, but um, based on the fact that they are at home, I am picking Notre Dame again under duress. <laughs> okay. All right. 6.30 on CBS. This is the one you can hear Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler on the call. Number 24, for whatever reason, Iowa <laughs> at Penn State. And it's whiteout night, folks. Nittany Lions, 13.5-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to go Penn State or rule Penn State. 
especially the wideout. Wideout makes a big difference. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go Penn State too because here's the thing. I don't think that I was going to score 14 points. That's <laughs> uh, This is not a hard pick for me, wideout or not. Happy Valley or Iowa City, Penn State. I have no confidence in Iowa. I'm with to, you. To, to score. Yeah, I, I mean, Penn State scores two touchdowns. I think they, they, they covered the Yeah, they, they probably win the same 14 to nothing. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, that's how I feel, too. So, all right. Fox at 9.30, Pac-12 after dark, number five, USC, on the road at Arizona State. Oh, <laughs> it's Pac-12 after dark, so oh, nothing. Oh, good Lord. What it, nothing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. USC at Arizona State? Is that right? USC the, at Arizona State, correct. USC, and I've not seen the line, so I'm spitballing here. USC is a 23-and-a-half point favorite. 33 and a half. Oh, whew. Ooh. 33 and a half. So 35 to 7, Arizona is, State covers. Is an L. That's, that's a lot. 33.5 at AZ State. Justin, talk to me. I'm going to go USC to cover that. <laughs> It's yeah. the Pac-12 after dark. After dark. Strange things happen. Is Jaden Rashada playing? No, Jaden Rashada is not playing. I'm going to go USC only because Jaden Rashada is not playing, and I don't have any idea what USC – or I'm sorry, what Arizona State has after him. So Trenton Burgett, that name sounds familiar. Trenton Burgett, I'm not sure if he was there last year, um, but he is also hurt, so it doesn't matter. Um, he injured his foot on the game's second drive last week. Drew Pine went down with a leg injury. Fourth string, Jacob Conover, the former four-star recruit who transferred from BYU through for 89 yards on six of 16 passing with two interceptions. Mm. Burgett and Rashada are out. Pine may be able to play um, – with what Kyle Dillingham called a muscle injury. What muscle? Doesn't matter. He's hurt. Uh, but he may start, so he may start Conover. I, I got to go USC because they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. At all. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like they may be running Wildcat all night. I mean, yeah. Uh, thir- 33 and a half really scares me, but mm-hmm. against a team that doesn't have a quarterback, it doesn't scare me as much. There you go. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm at. And the final of our 10 games. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait. Okay. Go ahead. Cal heading to Washington to take on the number eight ranked Huskies. Huskies 21 and a half point favorites at home. 21 and a half? Is that what you said? I like the Huskies in this. This is one of those games. It's one of those games. 
Cal showed me quite a bit against Auburn. Obviously, they need to be able to score. But here's the thing about Cal Auburn. Nobody, apparently, from Hugh Freeze on down wanted to be there. Well, it's hard to get – one, the southeastern United States has struggled in trips out west in the regular season. Very much so. I think they were like 1-13 in 13 in their last regular season games on the west coast. Mm -hmm. And Auburn won one. So, you know, the fact that Auburn won it – and I don't know that Auburn's great uh, – you know, certainly makes you question, but mm -hmm. the fact is that it's Pac-12 after dark, and Washington <laughs> is is probably thinking the same thing that we're thinking, and Washington is coming off of a big win against Michigan State. Uh, this just feels like a game that Cal stays in the hunt until late. So I'm going to go with the Bears to cover 21 and a half. It may be 21, but they'll, they'll cover. <laughs> you know, you make a pretty good argument. I mean, something like This could be something like a 35 to 19 or something like that. Yeah. Let me take Cal. Bonus game. Breakfast with the Commodores. Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt went into the great big grocery sack last year and took a win from the Wildcats this year. Kentucky a 13 and a half point favorite at First Bank. Who you got, boys? I'm going Wildcats. Just haven't seen it with Vanderbilt this year. They have certainly struggled. They have no running game. I agree. I think it's going to be Kentucky, and here's why. They're going to be able to run the football. Well, they're going to be able to run the football with, with a former a Vanderbilt former, running back. With the guy who was able to run the football last year. Yeah. <laughs> Except it was for the other team. Yeah, yeah. I just – I can't – I don't see Kane Patterson and, and, and the, that defense holding up. And A.J. Swan's going to have to be a lot better if, if Vanderbilt's going to have a chance in this. And I'm going to go Wildcats to cover the 13 and a half. Well, A.J. Swan and the receivers are going to have to be a lot better because if you can't run it in the SEC, you can't win in the SEC. That's Tennessee last week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going with the Wildcats. There you go. That's going to do it for this week in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint again at Mo Patton underscore sports, at Chris Yow 14, at Justin Kulik 12, although he's not going to be at a game tonight, but you can follow him for whatever good reason you might. You might want some, some Titans takes. Come see us on Sunday at First Horizon Park. It will be a lot of fun for that final game of the year between the Nashville Sounds and Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Come see us at a high school football game. If you see us, say hi. We'd love to say hello. Until then, Monday, 2 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel right here on Main Street Media TV. We'll see you guys then.